Hilchos Avedis Kachavim, Perik Yud, and this Perik Ramam addresses Mitzvah number 33, not to seal a covenant with a nation who worships idols. Number 34, not to show them favor. Number 35, is not to allow them to settle in our land. And Halacha uh, Aleph. You're not allowed to make a covenant with a nation or people who worship idols so that we uh, have a peace treaty which will allow them to continue to serve us. The Pasuk says, You should not make a covenant with them. Even though the Pasuk and the Pasuk is referring to the seven nations, the Ramah understands it to extend to any idolatrous nation or people that is allowed, gets gets our okay, our not of approval for Avedizodor. Rather, uh, in in terms of uh, uh, military uh, in, uh, um, interaction, either they have to r- r- refrain from serving the Zorah and accept the seven mitzvahs of Noyach, or they are killed. It's forbidden to have mercy on them. The Pasuk says, You should not give them any grace. Now, therefore, since that's the halacha in terms of the Jewish government and military, and nowadays we don't have a Jewish government and military in that sense, so therefore it's only a matter of a Jewish individual. If he sees a non-Jew who's an idol worshiper, who's getting lost, he's about to die somehow, or he is... Uh, drowning in a river, we should not save him because even though we don't have the ability to force this upon upon the goyim militarily, but as an individual, if you see an opportunity that a goy who is uh, not willing to give up of the czar is dying, you may not save him. If he sees him uh, being taken to be, to, to, to be killed by someone, do not try to save him. But however, to destroy him uh, in your, with your own hand, or to push him into a pit, to create a or any other manner of actually killing him proactively, also that is forbidden. Because he's not waging war with the Jewish people. When does all this apply? That you don't actually go, 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 go try to kill the person, the guy with a non-Jew. However, those among the Jewish people who are uh, giving over the Jews or their properties to the non-Jewish government, it's called a musser, one who tattletales to the non-Jewish government. Uh, um, and the heretics, Shapikursim and the heretics, different types of heretics. Amin is a heretic in terms of his belief uh, not being true in, in Hashem. In other words, he believes Hashem does not exist, or he believes that there's two Hashem, so Hashem has, has, has parts. Shapikursim is someone who, believe, who denies the basic fundamental principles of Torah, such as he believes that Torah is not from Hashem, like Moshe Ben wrote it on his own, or, 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 or things like that, or the mitzvahs are not eternal. So, mitzvah la'abdam, it's a mitzvah to actively destroy them. And to cast them down to the lowest depths, so to speak, in the sense that uh, to actively, actively uh, do what you can to destroy, to kill them. Because these people, in terms of the the, the Muslim, they uh, uh, harass the Jewish people. And they cause the Jewish people to stray from following Hashem, in terms of the uh, heretics. Here the Rambam uh, the, the continues, and not all printed, printed editions have this, but this is from the early manuscripts, which the censor removed. For example, Yoshka of Nazareth and his disciples, and Tzadok and Baitis and the disciples, Tzadok and Baitis were students of Antignes Yishseichai, who strayed away from Torah when they heard him say that we should serve Hashem, not for the purpose of, of reward. And they got, they, they didn't understand. If they, he meant that you should not serve Hashem for reward. Serve Hashem because it's the right thing to do. There is reward. They understood him to mean that there's no reward at all. So therefore they left the path of Torah Mitzvahs. The Ramam finishes off, Shem Misham Yukov, may the name of the, of the wicked rot. What in our vernacular we would say, Yimach Shemai. 
Halacha base. Mekatalam, if this we can infer, says the Rambam, even though there's no source in the Gemara, but we can deduce. She also, it's forbidden to heal for a doctor to heal a idolatrous goy, even for payment. Because, you, because you're not allowed to let him live. But if the, the doctor is afraid of them for his own safety, because he's gonna, they're going to harm him if he doesn't treat them, well, the doctors are concerned about the general animosity between Goyim and Yidin, then he can heal them as long as he agrees to pay. If, however, for free is forbidden, you can say that uh, I can only treat you if you agree to pay. Of course, if the guy chooses not to pay afterwards, the doctor can't do anything about it. He's not obligated to hound him. But they have to first agree to pay. V'ger a non-Jewish person who observes the seven mitzvahs b'nei noyach, since we have an obligation to, to help him live, as the Pasuk says, therefore, you are allowed to treat him medically, even for free. You're not allowed to sell them property, specifically houses or fields in Eretz Yisrael, because again, we're not allowed to let Avedazara uh, have, a, have a stakehold of any kind in Eretz Yisrael. Although we'll see soon, you may rent houses to them, you, may not, you cannot sell houses. And fields, you can't even rent. Vesuya in Syria, which is roughly equivalent to modern day Syria, which is a land conquered by David Amalekh. Which has a quasi status of Eretz Yisrael. You may sell houses to them. You may not sell fields. So we're more stringent with fields. In Eretz Yisrael proper, you can rent houses to them, but you cannot sell that sell houses. So as long as you don't let them make a make a, make a community or a neighborhood of of goyim. A neighborhood include, is a definite by defined by three, as three houses. It doesn't say exactly how far how close. The Rambam leaves it to your judgment. They must kill them. this, but in Israel again, you may not you may not rent fields to them. So in Israel, although you may rent houses, you cannot rent fields. We're more stringent with fields. If a Syria in Syria, which has a quasi status, uh, one step lower than Israel, must kill them. this, you may rent fields, and of course, you may rent houses. So it comes out in Israel proper, you may not sell any property to them, neither houses nor fields. In terms of rental, you can rent houses, but not fields. In Syria, you can rent property to them. Uh, both houses and fields. In terms of sale, you can sell houses, but again, not fields. Ask the Rambam, and we pray, why are we more stringent on, as, with a field as we are over a house? In the areas of sell proper, you can rent him a field, you cannot rent a house. Excuse me, you may rent a house, you cannot rent a field. And in Syria, you can sell a, a house, you cannot sell a field. Why are we more stringent with fields over houses? Because when you sell a goy, you rent a goy, a field, there's two elements happen, happening. First of all, the property, the produce grown there in the field is now being removed from the potential of uh, having maestros taken from it because taking maestros and trim and things like that is not something that a goy has to do. So you, you're, give, you're providing less, less uh, sustenance to the Kahneman Levium. That's number one, which does not apply to a house. Because uh, produce does not grow in a house, only grows in the field. And again, you're giving them a stakeholder in the property. Both of those apply by a, a, a field. Whereas a house, it's only a matter of giving them a stakeholder in the property. And therefore, we're less lenient because there's no issue of maestros being removed from their from Eretzisrael. In Eretzisrael, you're allowed to sell a goy both. You can even sell both a house and a field even. Because it's not our land, and we're not mechuyiv to to prevent goyim from living anywhere outside of Eretz Yisrael. It should be noted that in Shulchan Aruch it talks about the prohibition of selling property to a non-Jew in a Jewish neighborhood. The Rambam does not address that over here. Even the place where they permitted to rent a property to a goy, which means presumably Eretz Yisrael, where you may not sell. 
which means it's a soul you may sell you may not sell a property to a guy you can rent a house though they didn't permit to do so for the purpose of the guy living there as a dwelling place because that's where a guy would bring a desire into his home it says you may not bring a disgusting thing a, a repulsive thing in this case of a desire into your house which also extended to a television and by us allowing the guy to bring it into our land into the house he rents from us it's like we're bringing it into our house However, you may rent the houses to them, structures to for storehouses, business purposes, but uh, not uh, uh, living. You may not sell them produce and, and the like. While it's still attached to the ground, because that's considered like giving them a stakehold in the property. You may sell it to him once it's cut, harvested. Or you may sell it to him while it's still attached, on condition that he harvests and he has to harvest it right away. Why may you not sell them uh, any property? The Pasuk says, You shall not give them grace. Uh, so we look, before we touch the Pasuk, they say you shall not give them grace, meaning allow, allow them to worship over the Zorah. And therefore, we cannot have a peace treaty with the Goy if he maintains over the Zorah. Here the Ramam uses the word to mean a little differently. Don't give them any dwelling, any living space in the, in the, in the land. So the word Sechanim has multiple uh, interpretations. If they don't have actual land, automatically they're living there as a temporary one, not one where they see themselves as a... Uh, they won't get too comfortable, they're not going to be considered indigenous. It's forbidden to speak praiseworthy of an idolatrous guy. Even to say how physically attractive this guy is. Certainly, you're not allowed to speak praiseworthy of his deeds or cherish anything he says. He shouldn't uh, shouldn't quote the wisdom of Greek philosophy in, a, in an exciting, passionate way, in, a, in, a, in an endearment fashion. Again, don't give them any grace. They should not have any grace in your eyes. Because doing so will cause you to cleave to him and learn from his evil ways. It's forbidden to give a guy a free gift. If you may give it to a guy, to a guy who keeps the seven mitzvahs of Nayach. To the ger, meaning the ger toishev, the non-Jew who, who keeps sheva mitzvahs, who is in your gates, you shall give it, and he may eat it. In reference over there to a um, a, a gift, a a, a uh, animal which died. Or you may sell it to a guy. So you, to a, to a ger, you may give it, but to a guy who worship of the zara, you may sell it. You may not give it as a gift. You're allowed to uh, provide for the poor of the Gentiles, and even idolaters, together with the Jewish Jewish poor, to promote ways of peace. Because if we actively don't allow the, the goyim to collect staka or give them staka, it's going to cause animosity. So if you have goyim and yidin collect together in shul, and some of the collectors are are not Jewish, you don't have to throw the goyim out. Dafke. You don't have to give them either. We don't have to throw them out. We don't protest against the poor goyim who take from leket, which is the stalks a person drops and which have to be left for the poor when he's harvesting the wheat. Shikha, which is the bundles he forgets in the field which must be left for the poor. And although all those details will, the Rama will talk about in the appropriate places, Upeya, the corner of the field that's left for the poor, anytime a guy comes to take from that produce, you don't have to protest or chase him away, but again, because of the to promote the harmonious coexistence. You're allowed to ask a guy how he's doing, again, for the sake of uh, uh, peace relations. Even on the day of their holiday, which Daman will call, qualify soon as to the restrictions of that, again, for the purposes of promoting peace. However, you may never ask him two times, hi, how are you, on the same, on the same day, 
because there's no, it's not necessary, one time is enough in order to promote peaceful relations. The Amav just says you can't ask them, uh, uh, you cannot greet them two times. He doesn't say daily specifically, but I'm assuming he, he means on a daily basis. He doesn't mean two times in a week or in a year. Um, now, as far as asking the guy, how are you on the day of his holiday, the Amav qualifies, you may not go into his house on the day of his holiday to greet him because that's going to cause to thank his getchka that you came to say hello. And on the day of his holiday, um, uh, if you if you uh, you should not go out of your way to greet him, but if you find him, if you encounter him in the street, the marketplace, then you greet him politely with a low, a low voice, uh, with a serious countenance and not to uh, appear too enthusiastic. All the above only applies in a time when the Jewish people have been exiled among the nations. Or when the Goyim are ruling over to Saul, even though the Yidin are geographically present. However, when the Jewish people live in Israel and they have an established government, which they don't have to consider non-Jewish influence at all, unlike today when the state of Israel is subject to uh, or things at least is subject to public opinion in the United Nations, etc. But in a time when uh, the, 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 there's like a government that you don't care what anyone else says, like for example, times of Shreem HaMalach, we're not allowed to let even a single guy who worships idols between us, even if it's temporary dwelling, or passing through for business, he's not allowed to cross the, into the borders of Israel, until he accepts upon himself, to fulfill all the seven mitzvahs that were commanded to Noyach and all humans. Shinemar, it says, they will not dwell on your land. Which means even for a moment. Once he accepts the seven mitzvahs, he's considered a Gerteshev, which means he's allowed to live in Israel. Now, you're not allowed to accept the Gerteshev, except only in a time when Yevil, the idea of the 50th Jubilee year, is in, is in, is in effect. For that, you have to have all the Yidin there to Israel, you have, you have to have uh, uh, a, a Jewish government, etc. So therefore, Avaloyev is my evil. When there's no evil, in the coming of El Ger Tzedek Pavad, you only accept the Ger Tzedek, meaning a non-Jew becomes a full Jew, but a non-Jew goes from being a Eved of the Zara to being a Ger Teshav is not done. And therefore, this, this halacha, even if today there was a Jewish government there to Israel, uh, there would be no Yevil. Even if there was a Jewish government which had no consideration for non-Jewish in, uh, consider, uh, opinion, there would be no Yevil. So therefore, you could not formally have Gere Teishev. Uh, the question could, would be whether or not, if today, if a, if a guy did indeed accept upon himself the seven mitzvahs of Noach, then would that give him the status of Gere Teishev? In terms of other things mentioned in this halacha, the post can discuss that. Some, in fact, say that even the Ramam's understanding, if a guy bizman um, although he's not formally a Gertayshev officially, but if he would accept the, she- the Shev Mitzvah he would be allowed to live in Israel.